Okay, cool. So you you kind of know what to expect then. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what to expect, Steve? Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And I'm Jim. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the Plasticine Podcaster. So, gentlemen, how are we all? How is everyone? Jim, why don't we start with you? Uh, just for those that don't know, just say a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to for the last oh, week or so. Brilliant. Well, I'm I'm, I'm radiant currently. Um, I'm in my in my uh, clay cave, um, fiddling with plasticine. And yeah, for the last two weeks of isolation, I've um, started my own um, movie empire, and I'm sharing <laughs> videos of how to make everything from rainbow unicorns to well lobsters tomorrow so um so yeah that's my world at the moment is um is is well plasticine more than ever before yeah yeah because you're so you're doing that on your social media so on uh it's jim at jim parking isn't it that's right on on all all good social media fantastic so um so yeah so it's it's taking things out of out of armen and into a kind of the everyday really i think yeah yeah so for for people that don't know you do you want to just do a little bit uh of background about who you are and you obviously mentioned Ardman there do you want to just do a little brief yeah, history yeah. of jim yeah um i was born <laughs> to uh, <laughs> um no I'm, i've been a um a sculptor and model maker uh professional plasticine player for the last what, 20 23 years nearly um, 20 of those on and off have been spent with Ardman Animations in Bristol. So it's essentially my job to make the characters, to make the puppets um, and to lead teams on occasions. Um, yeah, into making the puppets that go into those films like Chicken Run. That was my first Ardman project through to um, the last one I did full time was um, was uh, Sean the Movie. And I've had a little oh. hand in other bits and pieces and do lots of commercials. And I'm now what they call um, an Ardman ambassador. So I get to travel well, not any longer travel the world, teaching yeah. people how to play with plasticine. It's amazing. I love it. And uh, and because you also do the uh, the amazing scene machine as well. That's right. Yeah, that's kind of my. Well, actually, I suppose this is as well my my reaction to the former world of animation, where everything's very still and controlled, and everything has to look the same. To essentially turning it into a giant bun fight and making plasticine <laughs> paintings and getting the public involved and getting them to make these public pieces of art and time-lapse films as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I think that covers it. Yeah, <laughs> just about. Um, brilliant. All right. Uh, Brett, what have you been up to? I have been trying to work on the workshop build, um, doing framing and things that I don't really have a ton of experience with in the past. Um, as of yesterday, I got the vertical studs in place and mounted in the uh, brackets that I made. And extremely was, level. They were great, which <laughs> uh, my buddy Justin, Justin Dietrich, which I know I've talked about before in the past, um, Justin's been helping me because he does a ton of framing and, and a lot of like post and timber stuff. Um, he's been helping me out a bit more than a bit. And after I posted that little video in the stories yesterday of, of plumbing everything up, 
he sent me a message and said, Hey, great job. Just remember, you don't really have to worry about that because your your cross braces can help take care of a lot of that. And I'm like, oh man, I spent hours getting those things as like dead square as they possibly could. Um, and it, it's it's interesting too because I uh, you know, I've been around a few guys in the past that uh like Kyle from RR Buildings when he built Jimmy's uh yeah. big workshop. And seeing Justin work with Patrick on uh, Patrick Reynolds' little cabin shack thing that he's got on his property. The guys that do that on a regular basis can knock up something in a day or a half a day. It can be in like, you know, skeletoned out. (laughs) It's taken me the better part of two days to put the brackets in the ground and then (laughs) do the verticals. And I'm like, wow, this is taking forever. (laughs) They just they have such a better understanding of like how all of these pieces work together. So the weather, sorry, Alf, the weather's gonna take a bit of a dive over the next couple of days. So I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get over there and work on it. Um I'm obviously still super excited just to get it moving along, but I'm I'm trying to look for a bit of inspiration and maybe some smaller projects to do uh in the coming days, maybe be able to put a video together with just how how we're spending the downtime and obviously having Jim here is a bit uh, inspiring in terms of just being like, oh yeah, I, I would love to go back into playing with, with Clay. I've been having a great time drawing. I've been uh, yeah. hanging out doing Turgworks Challenge, which of course today he posts like free for all. I'm like, no, I need direction. <laughs> you have to give me constraints. Um, but it's been good, you know, obviously still just trying to keep busy with everything that's going on. Yeah. What's the, uh, but, what's the Turgworks challenge, Brett? Today? What is it? Or just in detail. Yeah, yeah. So the lockdown for anybody that's not paying attention, the lockdown throwdown hashtag is, um, being run by Tim over at Turdworks and he's posting a theme every day and you are meant to draw something uh, in that theme. And so it was, he's done a few now and I've only been able to join in on a couple, but I did the monster day, which was knocking a lot of rust off of the old pencil skills. <laughs> and then the next day was sea beast. And I did a little Nautilus, which I was quite, quite pleased with felt a lot better about that drawing. So, uh, today being free for all, I'm, I'm a bit at a loss, but I'm hoping some things come out of this conversation. Maybe I can feed off of it. No. I would love to do a drawing of something made out of clay because Ooh. it's always difficult to draw material, like make material look like material with a yeah. pencil. Um, See, I was gonna, I was gonna flip it and ask if you're allowed to do like sculpture of the throwdown. I, I think have you're to be like a pen and ink drawing. What's the rules? No, no, no. I think it's. Yeah, I think the rules are just make. Rules. Yeah, it's make some Ooh, okay. bit of art under those constraints. So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes out of it. I'm really enjoying it though. And it's giving me an excuse, uh, especially after the last couple of podcasts where I've had conversations specifically about wanting to get back into drawing. Um, this has been a really nice kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good Go on, then. stuffs. And, uh, yeah, I keep meaning to, uh, join in with the Turdworks challenge thing but i uh i can't draw at all so i haven't um ow what about you what have you been up to 
Um, well, as you well know, my lockdown consists of still going to work every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking up most of my time. Um, but uh, this weekend has been mildly nice weather, so I've been out doing what every fine Englishman does on a day like today, which is stripping all the garden furniture, uh, sanding it all, varnishing it all, painting windowsills. Yeah. Um, and I just finished making a guitar stand, um, which I've been threatening to make for about 22 years, which is when I started <laughs> learning guitar, um, mm. and I've never done it. So I, I'm always just either leaving guitars on the floor or putting them back in the case, which is irritating. So... so yeah. Uh, I've literally just finished the varnish is just drying now. Um and it's all like steel and wood, Steve. You'd you'd like the combination of uh, real craft and dead arts. <laughs> um yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of sanding, a lot of cleaning, a lot of stripping, and uh but yeah, just just finished up the, the guitar stand. That's been me this weekend. Awesome. Cool. Uh I actually saying that about uh guitars, I have I think I spoke quite a little bit about doing um uh some like learning the bass uh so i've been doing a little bit more of that that's been it's been fun i'm I'm actually at the point now where i feel like i can go up and down the neck of the guitar uh <laughs> playing all the different frets notes whatever they're called he's got the lingo and everything yeah <laughs> but I, I like i can go up and down that and and kind of manage to do it all without cocking up so it's actually feeling quite good um but yeah, I, it's obviously the lockdown's a bit weird for everyone. I'm, I'm kind of struggling because there's there's quite a lot of I, I think I spoke about it before like there's digital stuff I can do, but with the weather being as good as it is, and with me just naturally not being the kind of person that can just sit at home in front of a computer for very long, I've been um, kind of going out my mind a little bit and trying to get out and do more stuff. Um, and uh, and I was on the the Axe Nine uh, podcast this week as well with um, sure Chris were. And, uh, and when I was talking to those guys, we spoke about um, my what's in my garage. Um, and I also spoke about like when I used to do. I used to go to a lot of shows and uh, like hot rod shows and things like that. Um, and because I was also going through a load of my old stuff, I saw a load of like the old memorabilia from um, from when I used to go to a lot of hot rod shows and when I used to be really into that scene. And it made me realize that I have, like, that there's been a, I'm going to do a, a proper thing about this, uh, probably on my Instagram, about why there's been such a massive block with me getting onto doing anything with the, the hot rod. Um, but I decided this afternoon that actually sod it, going to go out i'm going to sort out the garage get clear out a load of room and actually start working on that um which has been really really good because it's just it's kind of like using this uh this time as a bit of a a bit of a reset um so i've been doing it both with uh just life and you know getting back into training and getting up early and and things like that but also you know getting into the garage and just taking everything out organizing it all back in so i can actually get in and get around stuff um has made a really big difference and it it kind of it's weird the last time that i looked at um doing anything to the truck was before i got into the the maker community as it were and uh the tasks that seemed kind of insurmountable challenges back then now don't 
seem that bad at all. It's it's weird the, the way that my my attitude to everything has changed over the last few years to the point where I'm looking at it now, going, "Why didn't I just get on with this? I could this thing could be running by now if I just cracked on with it." Um, mm. So that's that's been really good. Um, and the other thing that I've been doing is uh, in the Forza Tools group, um, we have a lot of people that know a lot of things, um, and everybody's. Uh, everybody's really good and always wants to put stuff out there. Um, and I can't remember what it was that kicked off, um, but there was a, a post in there that I did. Um, and basically, I just kind of thought, well, why don't we just set up some online classes for um, the different people in the community that have a skill so that they can teach that skill to to everyone else? So you know, whether it's Red teaching someone how to speak Japanese or you know, me doing some blacksmithing basics or Al teaching people how to swear, swear, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or like how to make gravy or something like that. Like, um... I love, that's the limit of my fucking skills, isn't it? How to make gravy. <laughs> Yorkshire pudding class without. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be underestimated. Exactly. There's so many people Yorkshire pudding. But... Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of, I've started this up and uh, we're doing some work on that at the moment and um and it's got a really really positive response so far there's lots of people that that want to get involved um not, not everybody is quite sure how they want to get involved they just want to help out and get involved which is really good um but yeah so we're we're kind of moving forwards with that um and it, which i think it's it's quite nice and it it ties quite nicely into you know the fact that jim's doing these uh um live sessions on uh instagram for people to to come and have a go with um and you know just get give people the opportunity that while we've all kind of got this forced downtime to maybe learn something new whether it's something makery or whether it's you know let's say just a foreign language or how to use fusion 360 or whatever i, th- I think um, i think you'll you'll see like a lot of people taking advantage of of what's going on to really yeah. develop new skills i was wondering jim what kind of instigated the the community clay time thing what 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 was the thing that made you want to do it well um i suppose it was a reaction to having lost lost my entire revenue stream really um a lot of my job now is you know to travel the country and around the world and be that at schools or universities or corporate team building or you know around festivals my job almost you know almost full time is is going around teaching people and sharing this this thing and I thought well really I kind of I'm I'm pretty antisocial really you know I'm, a, I, I'm an animator and filmmaker <laughs> so actually this is the perfect scenario for all those bedroom boys and girls out there who, you know make animations and don't want to have human interaction but um yeah, I've got to the point now that I really I really need that and I need those ego puff points of people going yay Jim every so often <laughs> you know and, uh, and I thought well I'm very slow. I'm a, I'm a slow starter or a late developer. And I just thought, really, well, actually, a lot of it was my wife poking me as well. Um, <laughs> I thought, I'll be really sick if I don't do this and somebody else does it. And yeah. I sit there watching them, maybe not doing it as well as I potentially could. Yeah. Or, you know, or I can fall flat on my face in front of everybody and that's, and that's fine. And that was it. I thought, well, this is it. And I've been playing around. I've made viruses for a thing at the Eden Project a couple of years ago for an exhibition, microscopic life and um, tardigrades and things like that for an exhibition. And I had yeah. I had to make these oh, two hundred grades. Oh yeah, amazing, absolute brilliant. <laughs> and I'd uh, I had to make two hundred little googly eyed viruses. And I thought, actually, do you know what? I think 
not many people got to see them. I think the world might be ready. If we're going to go viral, yeah. let's 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 do it. So <laughs> um, that was it, really. And and then and I was very much part of the let's just do videos. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't want to be on on broadcasting really, but um, but people were really wanted a live session. So now I'm finding myself doing three days a week doing live sessions, and I think we might increase that again as well. So um, well, so I get a huge you know, feedback, and and Steve's. Uh, been on there and, and I've seen lots of friends from my mm-hmm. communities and, and actually across the world as well joining yeah. in and you know and for half an hour before Ben Fogel you know have a go at uh, <laughs> before his broadcast have a go at making something and and again as you said as Steve said and I don't believe it you know says he's no good with a pencil it's giving yourself permission and allowing yourself to make mistakes and plasticine does that if it goes yeah. wrong you squash it you start again mm. no one no one sees it so um so really, my ego needed it. It was my ego, kind of um, the Jekyll and Hyde in me that kind of <laughs> the monster came out and uh, yeah. wanted to be on wanted to be on on funny television. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems to translate really well. It 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 generally feels like you you've you've been doing it for years. You know, it's it's yeah. just so so natural and just so easy going and easy. You can tell because of all the kids joining in and families and people from all walks of life just watching and you know joining in. It just seems just so natural. Yeah, oh, thank you. It seems to translate across from, um, you know, I said, I said doing this years and years ago, we did a Facebook live and I said, I feel like a latter day Edmonds, you know, kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> it's that looking into people's houses and, and having that interaction, it, it, the, the screens don't seem a barrier actually, which is really encouraging. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the thing is it's, it's so accessible because it's something that everyone's already done before anyway. It's, Mm-hmm. like and it sounds stupid because i know everyone's picked up a pencil and sketched but it's um it's still quite intimidating for a lot of people to to then take that from just sketching to actually drawing something whereas with plasticine it's you know everyone played with it as a kid and like you say you you know you can try and make it and if it doesn't if it's really not looking right then you just squash it and nobody else has to see it it's not like with a bit of paper you you, know, you can't you, even if you get the rubber to it and erase it it's there's still a mark that it was there whereas with plastic it's, a ghost of shame on the paper yeah exactly <laughs> i like that that's nice <laughs> with plastic you can completely wipe the site clean it's it's um it's a very forgiving material and and it's it's so um uh unintimidating because it is it's it's looked at as as almost like a child's toy but then you look at the things that you can do with it, and it's absolutely incredible. Well, the, you know, it is literally the thing with the thousand and one new uses. You know, it's it's it was born for grown-ups for reusable art material in eighteen ninety-seven. People were fighting yeah. to catch Legionnaire's disease from river clay in art schools. So, so William Albert, yeah, he invented it for that. It's been used in wartime for you know sealing families into windows in case of gas attacks. Um, Oh, wow. submarines nuclear submarines for nuclear warheads harbert's produced a lead impregnated plasticine that you would um some poor soul if you had a nuclear re- a reactor leak or um one yeah. of your warheads was um was a bit leaky then you would um <laughs> have to go in and plug up the gap with lead impregnated plasticine you know and, and even something as daft as the olympics up until i don't know five years ago ten years ago yeah the long jump the way of telling a no a no jump was a bit of plasticine on there it was not a laser yeah. beam it was there's no really? denying that the imprint yeah, if, on if your foot touched there. the if your yeah. foot touched the plasticine there'd be an imprint and it <laughs> yeah. would be a, a foul jump even even sort of primitive um 
craftspeople like Steve use plasticine. One, one, of the first, <laughs> one, one of the first introductions to blacksmithing I had was Steve using it to show, you know, exactly what you're saying, Steve, about yeah. being able to go back and reform it. You know, you, yeah. you, you taught me yeah. that because it was really well, easy to understand. Yeah, well, that, that's one of the reasons why I have plastic, because I, I already happen to have plasticine in the house, and why I've only got a few colours is because I've got the 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 plan for this um this video series that will get done at some point um and actually i'm going to be using it for doing the the blacksmithing for the uh, the base basics of blacksmithing course for the schools before um but because using plasticine is such a good stand-in for hot steel because it moves in exactly the same way you can treat it in exactly the same way um you just don't need to hit it as hard you don't need to heat it up and you can pick up to to show people between each hammer strike the difference sort of thing it's mm. it's such a a, a great um stand-in for hot steel because it's that's what steel does it, it becomes like plasticine when you heat it up well we have had that cultural exchange before you, you know you and i and that's yeah. kind of how how our world's met is is through our our you know our mate um alex pole and we were stuck in a festival together a blacksmith and plasticine player stood in the cafe waiting for someone to come and help us and um and that's it you know and we've even talked about making little wooden mallets for kids to you know to, yeah. to do a, a a safe version of blacksmithing with plasticine and little wooden mallets yeah. and, and and learning those techniques of spread you know pushing the clay and pushing the metal around and um those similarities are really nice and actually again if it gets you know well whether it's mucky or not um, it also deadens the sound on your anvil as well to stop yeah. that ring as well. So, you know, it's, um, again, another 1,002 uses. Of, uh, <laughs> Jim, I've got, I've got a question. Um, the, I've loved stop motion since I was a kid. Um, I think most people do, and, and there's, there's something about it that isn't inherently, like, not childish, but... The, I always remember sort of trying to make my own as a kid and, and, you know, I was never interested in making films or making music or anything like that, but making an animation and doing stop frame was something that just seemed so accessible and so easy to understand. Yeah. Um, and, and has always kind of stuck in my head from a really young age um, in the most primitive form. What is it that makes it so kind of appealing and, and like fun and whimsical and I don't know. I think I think you're right. I think that's what you you kind of you've struck it on the head. Really, it's that simplicity. It's the fact that it's in an art shop, and anybody is you know pretty much every one of us has had some experience of it. No matter what country you are, some, there is a version of modelling clay mm. that people have played with, even if it's just you know play doh. You know, yeah. dirty word for me that is play doh, <laughs> but it is the gateway drug that gets you into this. Um, mm -hmm. You know, um, and it is the earliest form of cinema. It's that literally taking a frame and ratcheting on to the next frame. Um, mm. And whether you were shooting people walking around at high speed, or whether you were literally, yeah, you know, taking it and moving a character, um, it's that pickable. You know, it's, it's you can pick it up straight away. And now, now we've got phones and we've got tablets. There are yeah. free apps out there, and every single person can do it. You know, and I teach people from, like, say, Ted Baker or Hackett or something like that, to take their products and then unwrap them and animate them being unwrapped, uh. and then them moving, around, looking at different ways of actually presenting you know, clothes or animating each other. That's how I got into stop motion was a, a guy called Simon English. who was a, an amazing landscape artist, literally makes, uh, used to burn tigers into cornfields and make corn circles and stuff. He That's was cool. teaching um, a kind of after hours class on VHS. This was early nineties. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the cheapest or the most expensive puppets you can get your hands on is people. 
you know, and, yeah. and move each other around or jump in the air like a, you know, like a fool with a broom between your legs and you can recreate Quidditch matches. That's it, you know, and, and I think that's it. It's so pickable. And also you can get, you get to meet the stars of animation. You can meet Morph, you know, you can handle yeah. him. You can see the weight, you can see the size, something that you don't get with digital, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's out there, it's in the machine. Whereas this is a tangible physical thing. And I think that's, what's really, yeah. Yeah, I've lost that, myself in no, that, that's, so, that's yeah. really interesting. No, <laughs> even what you're saying about brand. So, I mean, I was I, I work in branding, um, and when when we do things like animations, the client always seems to kind of really latch onto things that are do have that sort of handmade, sort of um, unpolished thing feel to them. Yeah. So you can you can throw like um, you know CG graphics at things and and make it look like a car ad. But the second you start to actually, like you say, that the 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 t-shirt unfolding, or um, um, I remember doing a, an animation with Cheerios, where we're actually using the individual little Cheerios and and amazing, you know, using that to tell a story. Yeah, um, it, it, it just suddenly connects with them. I think because it's their product, so you actually see them that connection, and it be a real thing and be tangible and, and be physical. Um, but it's that it's that human touch that 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 people are, are so desperate to kind of bring back into the world now. I think with yeah. what's going on, I think everybody's starting to realize that, you know, you can make your own things. You can, you can bake your own bread. You can make your own soup. You can boil your own yeah. stock, you know, and I think everyone's going to get so much more into kind of that hands-on side of things and, and yeah. push, push yeah, back no, on yeah. the, the artificial. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of regretting doing this really because it's taken me away from being able to watch these amazing, amazing <laughs> videos and, and, and try out new things. You know, I've, Suddenly, I had to to release a section in the freezer that was full of wood for spoon carving. Um, my wife's like, "No, we need, we actually need food now. You can't just have dead, dead finches that have been hit, you know, fallen, fallen into the window. You can't just have them in the freezer anymore. We need actual food." Um, yeah. But yeah, again, learning new skills and as a model maker, and you know, I'm, I'm sure you know we we all do this. We just shared it already that we're all keen to learn new things, and yeah. and this this is the chance. Be it a language, be it um, you know. Uh, being tidy and doing your whatever it is you know your kind of mindfulness in the house or if it is printing or painting or 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 writing then uh, yeah. you know it is a really brilliant time and it, uh, it's about five o'clock this evening we were uh, we live on the edge of town on the edge of a nice bit of of uh, the countryside but in the the poorer the poorer <laughs> section and um it was quiet and it was like being back in the 1980s what a sunday evening used to be yeah. peaceful out on the streets you know people were in watching highway or songs of praise or something. <laughs> but, you know, I think not so much that now but um people are in doing family things and that's quite um that's quite a nice thing and whether we'll keep that i don't really know but i'm quite um i'm quite intrigued to see that and i'm trying to um i'm trying to keep that going a bit really yeah because i think that that's one of the things that um that i was speaking to al as in alex pole um uh, about on the phone the other day is the fact that it's it's going to be really interesting seeing how people um like what uh what people take away from this and what people keep from this so you know rather than it just being okay lockdown's released everyone goes back to being completely as they were before seeing how many people actually keep doing um you know the, the, these good things you know seeing if like the the fools with schools uh schools and fools thing like see if that if we can keep that going see yeah. if people still want to keep doing um like plasticine animation see if people are still interested in this like and for for us from our point of view actually it could potentially be quite good 
in the sense that you know more people want to do uh, hands-on things so more people want to try blacksmithing or you know, more people want to try whittling because actually they you know they they did a bit of it because they've been they've had this time where they've gone oh actually i've you know i bought a little sloyd knife from mora five years ago and i've never even used it and they're kind of going oh actually i've, I've got the time now i might as well try it out and they realize that actually taking that kind of downtime and doing something like that is really good for you i mean i we me and Jazz have been saying for months and months and months, like, I mean, a couple of years, I guess, um, that we really want to try doing yoga because for me, I am so, so inflexible that <laughs> it's, it's just one of the things that I'm like, it, I know it would actually really help with that. Um, so we, we found a couple of um, uh, like yoga for beginner ones. And every time we look at it, we, we kind of look at the, the thing and just go, oh, I can't. I can't do this because these people are so American. And, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh, it makes me feel, but we, you know, we, we weren't actually, you know what, we'll persevere. We'll do, we'll do one and just see how it goes. And we did that this morning and, and it was great. We, you know, we, we, we did this thing. We got over the very, very American lady that was doing it. And then um, actually just started to, to go with it and enjoy it. And, it became it ended up being really enjoyable we both felt great after I mean, we felt great afterwards i had to give up halfway through because my my body did not bend that way um <laughs> but it, it was really good to do and it's one of the things that i'm actually like right actually if we can keep doing that then it means that eventually i will be able to make it all the way through an entire session without dying and yeah i'm, I'm going to improve and and it's going to be interesting to see how many people do things like that because we've we've said like we we're it's so easy for us to um to to go out and, and have a meal out rather than staying in and cooking a nice meal for ourselves or you know you know we 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 don't think about going for a really nice long walk on a sunday because we've got so many other things to do and all that and actually kind of saying to ourselves actually that does us good that's that's important it's good to have that 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 downtime um and kind of forcing ourselves to say no let's let's have on a sunday we'll we'll take the entire day and we'll just go for a really long walk with the dog or you know actually get people over and cook a nice meal at the house rather than you know not going out because it's too expensive to go out for a meal with friends because we're broke or whatever but be able to say actually for half the price you come to us and we'll make a really nice meal you just bring a a bottle of wine or something and be able to do it like that and it, i think that's the sort of stuff that we're looking forward to doing once this kind of lockdown's over and and trying to maintain those those good habits that we're establishing now Brett, absolutely I was, obviously jim jim said that kind of the, the the instigator for for the for the um community clay time was this kind of need for a new revenue stream or take things into <laughs> your own hands which i, I think's fucking brilliant um, Brett, I'm just wondering what kind of your spin on this. You know, you're very much kind of an independent guy. You like to kind of do things your way. Um, it, how has this affected you? And what's kind of your way of, of of fighting back and pushing back and putting the the Brett spin on things? Um, you know, I, I I know I'm talking about the Turgworks situation a lot, but this whole situation has just been a, a big reminder of you know with 
whatever your capacity for making things or staying creative, because uh, for me, downtime is when my brain just can't stop. You know, it's like it doesn't have an outlet mm. to to expend any of its energy, right? So um, typically going in, you know, wake up in the morning, brain starts cruising within the first 30 or 45 minutes and then coffee hits and then it's like, right, what are we doing today? I need to make something or build something or be creative or productive. Um, this forced downtime has, it's actually kind of reminded me of the roots of what got me into all of this. I mean, when I was young, sitting in the basement of my parents' house, just drawing what I would see on TV. Um, I, you know, old classic cartoons on Nickelodeon and stuff like that. I just used to sit there and then um, try and draw what I saw in all of these different art styles and figure out like, oh, why does it look like this? Or this one, Ren and Stimpy has these very flat, (laughs) flat graphical drawings. And then suddenly it will do this like hyper realism, disgusting, detail detail and yeah yeah and trying to jump back and forth between those and then i used to do a lot of character drawing i used to always try and make new mortal Kombat characters and you know like oh this guy's special power is also fire and he does this thing (laughs) um there's something calming that's been happening over the last let's say week since since i attempted the first drawing i did that monster uh topic for Tim and by the time I got done with the drawing maybe after an hour I wasn't necessarily happy with it because what was in my brain didn't get translated to the page yeah and it was it was a reminder of like oh yeah sometimes when I build things they don't really translate the same yeah so because I'm usually just going at whatever the project is you know there's no like initial sketching there's just an idea in my head and I'm just kind of dumping it into the workshop and seeing what comes out of it, seeing how close I can get to the image in my head. This whole slow down, draw the picture, everything just from day one to day two. If you look at the drawings, like day one's little monster drawing was, yeah, some fantastical weird land strider beast. Yeah. But then just doing the Nautilus the next day, the step that was taken there of like, (laughs) All right, I'm going to try drawing again. Well, that didn't quite turn out the way I wanted to. Whatever, I'm going to post it. I'm not unhappy with it. Yeah. Go to day two at the Nautilus and just go, huh, I remember how to hold a pencil. <laughs> and like how to, my my most comfortable style is graying out the page, which we talked yeah. about a while ago on the podcast where it's like erasing out, erasing the image out and then putting your shadows in and building back and forth until you get the dimensionality that you want. It's just been... It's been so nice to go back into being like, you know what? I should really draw projects more or think them out yeah. a little bit more because once I have an image drawn on the page, when it's to my liking, it is very easy to turn that into something three-dimensional or something uh, more practical or, or workshop-driven. And I know I mentioned the Proco channel, and just as an example, one of the main... Uh, artists that they focus on on that channel his his biggest skill set that he always talks about in his classes and and everything is his ability to have this like photorealistic memory and translate it into his drawing style so if you tell him like draw me a camera 
he will draw you a camera with all the little bolts and screws and mm. levers mm. and knobs and things like that because he takes the time to analyze every aspect of the object. Yeah. And so this, I'm I'm doing a big song and dance around this, but it's making me realize like <laughs> I'm not just drawing the object when I do my plan outs for builds and things like that. It's like, oh yeah, a uh, hammer. It kind of looks like this. You are like, well, yeah. yeah, that's basically what a hammer looks like. But what does that specific hammer look like? What do the facets look like? How, what is the relationship in the face of it versus the body versus the hole that you've punched in it? So I'm slowing down. It's like going back to my childhood (laughs) where like, I didn't have all this other stuff to think about. So slow down, pay attention to. I was going to say, because it's funny you say that about going back to your childhood because I was going to say, one of the things I used to love about your early projects was the fact that there was always a drawing beforehand. Yeah. Everything started off with a, a drawing and a sketch. And you used to put that in, in your Patreon post, in on Instagram and everything else. And it was always these really, really beautiful drawings of of what you wanted. And whether you achieved that exactly or whether you, you know, you went off piste a little bit or whatever, like there was always, it always started with that drawing. Mm. Um, and that is something that I would love to see return because it's, it's the same as like when Laura does her drawings. They're really, really nice. Like, and they're they're really intriguing, and it's really nice to see where the idea comes from, and then the translation from brain to page, and then page to the the reality. Um, well, I've been getting a massive amount of support based on exactly what you're saying. So I yeah. think it's I think if anything comes out of all this, it's like holy shit, I need to draw more. <laughs> <laughs> I do enjoy doing it. And then translating that in, like I'm saying, translating that into things like looking at Jim's work and going, yeah. oh, I could plan out characters and then actually make them or with, you know, Ben's ability to do things with concrete and a lot of mold making. It's like, oh, my God, I could make little molds, little concrete mm-hmm. figures or resin yeah. molds of these things. Watching Craftsman do all of his mold making. I'm like, oh, man, I could carve clay. <laughs> and make cool things and be able to put them out into the world and have all these little characters out there. Maybe like a mini scully that I yeah. just make a bunch of molds of, you know, I'd be super happy with that. Yeah. Cause I think one one of the other interesting things you said is about going back to um like revisiting those old skills. And that's what I kind of found with uh even just tidying out the garage today. Like being in that environment, re- remembering all the things that I used to like remembering all the photos I used to take and remembering the, I kept finding knickknacks and little um, things where knickknacks, you know, knick-knack, not the actual crisp, all right. uh, but just like li- little things. Like there was a, uh, there's a, uh, a hair comb, like um, an ACE comb that was given to me by someone when I was in San Diego, that there's a whole story behind it. And there was loads of little things like this. And it was like finding that inspiration all over again. It was like, Oh crap. Yeah, this is, I, I remember how all this all used to make me feel. I remember mm-hmm. actually really enjoying it. And it was it was kind of like that um, reigniting that passion because it was putting me back into a position where I, I was surrounded by this stuff because it's been so long that it's not that I wasn't still passionate about it. It's just the fact that I've been doing so many other things and I've been going on with so many other projects that I'd kind of forgotten why... I'd started doing it all in the first place. Um, and, and it was like that, that kind of, um, because I'd, I'd gone off and I'd seen so many 
new shiny things, I'd forgotten that actually there's you know the the stuff that I used to like, I still really like it, and it's still worth me revisiting that and still doing that. So it it was just kind of good to get back to that thing, and I think that's something that a lot of people um, perhaps can uh, uh, relate to is is the fact that it's very easy to get distracted by the new and shiny thing and and i don't necessarily just mean that as in like a new tool or a new product or whatever i just mean as in like because you want to learn something new mm. and you forget that actually the just because you, you might not have mastered something but you know you've 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 accomplished you know being able to use the uh, draw knife perfectly or the angle grinder you can hold it from any angle you want and be able to carve with it or whatever like like remembering that just because you've mastered that skill doesn't necessarily mean that it's no longer an enjoyable thing to do. Yeah, I, uh, I think <clears throat> I don't, there's probably a term for this, but I, I, I think I get some sort of like guilt about skills that I have. Hmm. So if if I if I learn something new or I'm trying to learn something new, I kind of feel sorry for the other things that I learned in the past. <laughs> and, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm like, oh no, it's it's okay, guitar. Um, I, I still I still know how to play you, or I you know I still know how to to, to do this thing or that thing, and. and and I kind of feel like I'm cheating, you know, like yeah. um, you, you've got to rotate your sock wearing because you feel sorry for the inanimate objects because yeah. they're, not getting, <laughs> they're not getting worn as much as the other socks. And it, it's the same with skills. So I, I think, although I'm, you know, always hungry to learn something new and and yeah. and, and kind of further myself and and, and broaden my 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 skill set, I always want want to go back, and and I do love those kind of um, whether it's refinding something that you that you knew all along how to do or yeah. refinding the pleasure in something that you used to do so as yeah. so, so brett saying about the the, the illustration and, and something like that so i'm just wondering um jim is, the, is there anything kind of that you've either gone back to or been able to 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 to, to kind of re reignite or you know give, give some love to 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 an old skill yeah no i think i think i think you're really right there um i mean actually partly why i do this now is that i um, i spent 20 years kind of learning new skills and pushing you know we, we pushed the, the uh the materials using silicons and using new armor mm. te techniques and things are getting more and more technological and that's absolutely fantastic and the, the you know the blurred lines between cg and and stop motion it kind of you know are kind of getting more and more merged together and yeah. it's quite thrilling to be involved with 3D printing and, and all those things. But I was finding myself more and more removed, really, from what I was loving doing. And yeah. actually, it's plasticine was the, was the thing that I started out with enjoying. And the, the more advanced we got, the more I've reverted back to kind of Luddite gym and gone back to the, you know, <laughs> my cave and, and, and enjoying having that, like you said, the handmade thing. And, you know, and I've, I've really... I've, I've reacquainted myself with printmaking, and I've got a couple of old oh, nice. uh, cast iron treadle presses, and Ooh, and things like so, yeah. you know, a bit of letterpress and lino cut, and all those kind of skills that I really, you know, I kind of left them behind, um, quite sadly, and and now I've reacquainted myself, and and it's a great escape. Just a change of gear um, can yeah. often help you resolve an issue if you go off and do something completely different. It lets your mind wander onto. To other things so so no I, I i'm very much um a kind of uh, a champion of going back to basics and and revisiting those skills like you're saying actually if you take great comfort in guitar playing then you know then and having a bit of a noodle around on that is great 
great solace actually as well so um so i'm yeah i'm very much um a back to basics guy now really yeah <laughs> yeah because that's one of the things that i i loved um about getting to see like behind the scenes and, and seeing jim's cave is the <laughs> fact that yeah they, i, I they want was... to see jim's cave <laughs> <laughs> very few have <laughs> yeah but but the fact that you know that you have so much opportunity to have the 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 latest and greatest um tools and machinery but the fact that the things that you were really passionate about the things that you were collecting were were all very old school like the i mean getting to to see the the liner cuts that you've done and things like that and those the i you're gonna have to explain it because i can't but the the old copy machines that you've got loads of. ah the duplicators yeah and, yeah yeah the, 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 the barrel like ones the um, well, I've got the the ones that come in a little uh, suitcase. They're like a little oh. mini screen printing kind of. Yeah, They're amazing. Um, and I, and I, I'm I'm more of a gadfly for that. I'm I'm like yourselves. I'll flit off to the next exciting thing. But it's generally an, an old piece of technology, and I've got one of those barrel ones as well, which I'm trying nice. to figure out how to use. Um, but I, yeah, again, I'm just it's those old techniques. There's something in there, and they're worth revisiting. Yeah, you know, um, there's really something to be had had from those old technologies, and um, yeah, and that, and uh, as Steve has seen, it's like a rat's nest, really. My or that thing from Labyrinth when the the old lady goes to her and goes, "I've got all your good things." It's all piling yeah. in. Here's your flap, see? That's, <laughs> that, that's very much my studio. You know, I've got a coracle in there. There's um, emergency uh, radio kites from World War Two from fighter planes. There's a 1950s camera dolly, you know, and then I've got Stetners and um, cinema seats all, kind yeah. Of, yeah, all piled in together, really. And and I'm a real sucker for, yeah, flitting from one old bit of junk to the next. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I think that's that's kind of a a really good way of kind of summarising it is the fact that because I I often get a bit worried that having too many things going on, having having too many projects on the go is is a bad thing um and because uh, yeah exactly what i was gonna say because because i'm constantly finding that i you know i get to the point where i'm ne- i feel like i'm never finishing anything and it's actually i i finish a lot it's just the fact that every time i finish something there's two other things that are, mm. are coming up to replace it um and things do get left to to one side but i think there's a lot to be said for actually taking a bit of a step back and and going back to those old things and revisiting those. And like you say, it's, it's, it's almost offers you the chance to reset. So, you know, you can be, if you're working on something and and you get stuck for whatever reason, taking the time to go, actually, you know what, I'm not getting anywhere with this at the moment, but I haven't played guitar in a while, or I haven't actually done any lino cutting in a while, or I haven't animated some of my friends into a weird video game esque um, video recently. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Being able to stop and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go and revisit that. I'm going to go and do that for a day, half a day, half an hour, 10 minutes, whatever. Doing that allows you to to reset and allows you to let your mind just relax and go on to or concentrate on just doing that one thing and allows your subconscious to work on those other problems in the background. And that's where you kind of have that eureka moment of, oh, I know how to, to fix that thing or I know how I can move forward with that. Or sometimes it even just offers you that, that little bit of um, uh, like enthusiasm and that kick up the ass to go, actually, yeah, I've forgotten. I really do enjoy finishing a project or I really enjoy making stuff. Like getting that little kick 
is sometimes all you need to to move forwards with a project and that is spiffing yeah it's jabs jabs fantastic which means that this week you have the honor of going first jim so who oh. is it that you would like to give a shout out to well it's it seems very prevalent at the moment i've been uh, rather lost in um a rabbit hole online and i've been watching um isolation art school on uh, <laughs> on instagram um and it's it, the brainchild of a guy called keith tyson who's an amazing artist involved with Housing and Worth, um, the art gallery, and, and um, doing amazing things. And he's collaborated with a lot of people and got people the likes of Quentin Blake and um, fabulous Polly Morgan, uh, showing people how to, to draw, how to make moulds from like silicon sealant and potato flour and things like that to make little casts of your toys or and all sorts of skills there. Unlocking the language of paintings and art as well. Um, so there's so much to, to have a look at there and learn. You know, you could just spend all day looking at that so that would be mine i think that that sharing of skills and collating it into one place um, i'm in, completely in love with it at the moment yeah no i think that's a fantastic shout um and just for everyone that was listening that uh, that wouldn't have heard the bit that i'm going to edit out uh, but when we were talking about um spiffies earlier on as soon as jim mentioned this me and al both got very excited uh and have been looking at the um the instagram account and it looks amazing so I really would suggest that everyone goes and checks that out. So it's uh, at Installation Arts School, Art School. Sorry for anyone that uh, didn't catch it the first time around. But yeah, go Is isolation go insulation, isolation, isolation art school. Gets you. Very very cool. Um, cool. Uh, jabs. Uh, Al. You're next. Uh, yeah, this is a respiff, but it's um, um, someone from quite a while ago and for very different reasons. So um, a mate of mine, Steve Maker, um, hmm. he kind of is the epitome of, of trying new things and, and learning new skills and kind of turning his hand to different stuff. But yeah. um, very recently, he's kind of gone back to, uh, as, as, as Jim and Brett were talking about earlier, some of those like skills from, from way back in, in, in his kind of making career um probably from when he was a kid and and he's gone into it's like model making and miniatures yeah he's been doing some amazing uh sort of weathering and little dioramas and set builds and you know taking um like airfix kits and just turning them into like full scenes with all weathering yeah. and stuff it's really fantastic to see um yeah. and just the, the creativity as well so it's 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 really kind of using your imagination to, to, to take something that's you know turning materials into something that looks like an everyday object and it, it, I, I just find it fascinating so recreating little props and making bushes out of things and and you know repurposing things in the house because um i mean another reason he's spiffing is he's, he's actually a care worker so he's he's going through a, a tough time at the moment as well and and but he's still he's still be able to kind of be creative and express himself so if you don't already follow steve maker i suggest you go and do that's, but it's brilliant, that's brilliant. Yeah. specifically his his latest kind of model making stuff is really really nice yeah um, and miniatures. Yeah. I don't, just something about miniatures just gets me excited. I don't know why. I, I saw the one that he put up the other day where he made some tiny little uh, flowers. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely incredible. And I had to do a bit of a double take because I thought it was just like I, I couldn't quite see how he'd done it. But yeah, and just like really... making soil and experimenting with different things in the house to kind of get yeah. the right texture for things and brick and stuff. It's just so fascinating. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, Steve the Maker. 
who is Steve Smith 1975 on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, that's a really good shout. I've I've quite enjoyed his uh, his recent um, miniature makings and stuffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, jabs, which is Brett. Brett, you yeah. are next. Yeah, yeah. So obviously talked about him a few times on this podcast, but I have to spiff Tim from Turgworks because Yay. of all of the. Of all of the people to inspire me, I would never <laughs> thought it was going to be him. No, but it, it's it's genuinely been really great. I hope more people get involved. I hope it continues for as long as it can or as long as everybody has the capacity to keep making art. And just based on the conversation that we had today, I'd love to see people try different media and, and maybe step away from the drawing aspect of it and go wild you know we've got jim parkin here go buy some plasticine watch his videos make stuff try and figure out if you can make a rainbow unicorn out of your (laughs) clay and you know maybe put it under the monster topic who knows yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's uh again a really good shout um turdworks is as much as i love to give him shit for being him uh yeah he makes some great stuff oh yeah and the the challenge is a really fun thing it's really nice seeing how many people have actually got involved with that as well yeah um so that's me next uh i am i'm actually gonna do a group shout out and it's um it's just a, a shout out and i guess really it's kind of a personal thank you to everyone that's um so far volunteered to get involved with the schools for fools thing um uh everyone that's that's volunteered to be a teacher and teach a subject some people just instantly were like yeah i'm up for it some of the others kind of got coerced into doing it um but have everyone seems really keen to uh to do it and and i'm really looking forward to seeing how this progresses and seeing what we can get out of it whether it's you know a single seminar um on a hangout or whether it's a you know a, a weekly series or whatever we end up doing but uh yeah i think there's a lot of potential for some really cool things um coming up soon so to anyone that's got involved you know who you are thank you you're amazing um right is there any other business anything else that anybody else wants to talk about yes so if this is out on wednesday jim what will the uh, community clay time be on wednesday afternoon I'm gonna have to, do you know what? I'm gonna actually have to consult my. Um, you, <laughs> said there was a ta- you said there was a timetable. There is. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Wednesday is a live session at 3 p.m. Um, it's pandemonium. Literally. Oh, Pandorami. Making pandas. Making pandas. Hey, yes. Pandorami. <laughs> That's going to be great. Uh, I'm going to have to do that one. Fantastic. Cool. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Brilliant. Right. Uh, and actually, turn that. If people want to join in, where can they find you, Jim? What's your contact details and everything? Ah, you can find needs? me um, on my spanky new website, which is jimparkin, com, or you can find me uh, under that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, all of those things. And I've got a YouTube channel where I'm posting videos as well. So three live sessions a week and three videos a week a day of rest. Yeah, yeah, more people need to subscribe to your YouTube channel. 
because it's yes, got please. All, it's all, all new and uh, and spanky and waiting for people to come and see it. <laughs> Brilliant. Gosh, I'm so excited. <laughs> cool. Uh, right. And if you want to find uh, the rest of us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's Hack Shack! There we go. <laughs> um, and if you want to find us as a group, then just Google Fools with Tools. It's, it's easy. Um, yes, that's it. Thank you all for joining us. Jim, thank, thank you, you for Jim. Thank you, Thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant, guys. Really mm. nice chatting with you. It's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed this one. Uh, and seeing your smiling face always warms my heart. Oh, so it's a good day. You a Thank good you very much. Day. And we love you all. And we shall see thee next week.